Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks or Locked On SoCal Hockey, we're going to talk about the Kings and the Ducks. They're playing a couple preseason games this preseason. Yeah, that sounds right, right, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go with that on today's Locked On SoCal Hockey, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, coming to you live from SoCal. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. Sarah Avampato, she's been covering hockey for just as long, if not longer, right? No. No? (laughs) Not quite as long, huh? No. No. Uh, Don't forget that you can hear our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. Our podcasts are free and available to download wherever podcasts can be found. I'm Locked on Ducks. Sarah, you are Locked on Kings. Sure am. Sorry, locked on LA Kings and locked on Anaheim Ducks because, yeah, you know, other sports. So we have a little bit to talk about today, don't we? I guess. Yeah, so our two terrible teams played each other Wednesday night and are also playing each other again over the weekend. Of course, this is preseason and doesn't really count all that much at all. I will admit right off the bat, I watched bits and pieces of the game. I eventually did go back and watch the whole game because I'm me. But I was kind of busy with the Dodger game. <laughs> it was a game. Yeah, that happened. Yep. Yeah. What a walk-off. Hey, baseball. My voice is still sore from that. So we're going to get into what the heck happened on Wednesday night because that was a weird one, wasn't it? I mean, six unanswered goals, my friend. Should I get used to that for the regular season? No, probably not. No. I mean, I'm No. I don't feel like The Kings just used up all their goals. I don't feel like recapping the game because it's boring. I will just say that the first 3 goals not Cal Peterson's fault. The Ducks just looked really good. I mean, uh, no. I'll disagree, but Okay. He 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 looked terrible. Like I, I, th- I think they're like two of them, two of the three. Like I would say, okay, fine. But he was doing his best, like Jonathan Quick impression of getting way too aggressive, getting way out of position, and then being stranded essentially and not being able to make the save. One of them, like he, like you know, every goalie is going to say, "Oh, I want that one back," or "Oh, I should have had that one." But okay, th- there's I there's one I could think of that he I was back. not. I was not filled with confidence by his performance in the first period. Um, he did not look comfortable at all in net. And I, I, I'm not taking anything away from the Ducks <laughs> in their performance, but I also think that he could have been way better. I, I will say there is one goal that I did think he wants back, and that's a Silverberg goal. Um, he was way out of position. That one I could see. But the Deloria goal where Bo Grew just kind of barreled his way to the net. I mean, he just kind of ran over everyone. So that yeah. one that one I'll give to Bo Grew, who I hope makes the team. And the Raquel goal, that was just Zegris literally taking the puck out of the air and passing it on the bounce. That one was impressive. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was ridiculous. But the Silverberg goal, oh boy, that was a lucky goal by the Ducks. And then the, and then the rest of the game happened. <laughs> I mean, everybody scored for the Kings, including Artie Party, Arthur Kaliev. I yeah, he looked really good. He was all over the place. How impressed were you? He was. by Arthur Kaliev. 
I mean, I was pretty impressed. I think that we all know that he can score. That is why the Kings drafted him. Uh, He also is a good playmaker, which I feel like, again, even though uh, a lot of us who cover the Kings and prospects have been saying that, a lot of people are still surprised to be like, oh, wow, he can pass the puck too. I will say that, like, yeah, it's a hat trick. Yeah, it was a good performance from him. Um, And he, I, I believe his line was kind of one of the best of that game. But two of those three goals, like... One of them was an empty net goal, and one of them was when poor Anthony Stolarz had his equipment malfunction. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? (laughs) So, like, really, only one of those three goals was like a legit goal, Um, and it was really good. (laughs) Can we talk about the other two were like gimmies? Can we talk about the equipment malfunction for a couple of minutes because that was hilarious? So, poor Anthony Stolarz. So, as he made his initial save, his right skate blade got caught with the post. And the blade just completely popped off. It, it popped mm-hmm. off like like nothing. And then as he lunges to his left, he realizes, oh crap, there's no skate blade. So he's flailing on the ice, trying to get back to his position, going, no, gotta get there, gotta get there, gotta get there. He's trying to push off on the skate, and he can't push off because there is no skate. So as he's lunging to get back to the goal, he can't do anything about it. And I know you and I talked about this. You you were afraid that he was hurt at first, right? Yeah, yeah. Because at first, you know, he when, when you're first looking at it, you just see him trying desperately to like move whatever. I think it was his left leg, whatever, whichever leg doesn't irrelevant. But like he he was trying to move, and it just seemed like he had like no control over his limb. And I was like, did he pull something? Like, did he pop something? Like, I was afraid that he was hurt. Um, and then once it became clear that it was an equipment malfunction, then it just became funny. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I chuckled a little bit only because, A, it's preseason. B, Stolarz just had this look of bewilderment. He looked like a lost mm-hmm. puppy out there. Like, it, it was <laughs> endearing. That's what it was. Be, just because he looked helpless. But you can't help but laugh because it's preseason. If it was a regular season game, he'd be a little bit more ticked off. But because it's preseason, and because that's just something that's hilarious, you can't help that. At least he didn't go full-blown, like, holding the blade up in the air. At least he didn't go that mode. He could have. It would have been really funny. (laughs) We've seen that before, haven't we? Yes, it's one of my favorite Tugarask moments. (laughs) So I, he didn't go full Rask. But, no. But just the look on his face, that said it all. That Yeah, he was just so disappointed. I don't think this, I don't think disappointed quite encapsulates how he was feeling at the time. Because <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's like that look when you're at the dinner table and you're looking forward to the dessert. And you think, oh, this is going to be so delicious. And you get like this incredible looking cheesecake for example and then you take that first bite and then you realize this isn't cheesecake <laughs> like this is something way worse or you're expecting a flavor and you're like oh no no this isn't it and then you have this look of why are you giving me this that's the look he had i don't know what so word. betrayal betrayal he Bet- was betrayed by his own equipment yes yes that is it he was betrayed by his equipment and he just can't mm-hmm. help but kind of just i i felt bad for him in a way yeah. but that was also hilarious no i i can't say hilarious because i host locked on ducks but oh man so 
can we talk for another minute about this game? Because yeah. I sent you a site called Hockey Stack Cards, which tells yes. you what the game score is using an algorithm that weighs on ice performance, expected goals for, expected goals against other stats. So I looked at the top, and to no one's surprise, RD Party, Jared Anderson Dolan, what up, buddy, and Alex Turcott, they were both, oh yeah, we're buddies now, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, myself and Anderson Dolan. Yes, uh, ran into him at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. So those were on the top. Then I look at the bottom of the list. and I I, I don't don't want to have this conversation anymore. Okay, we we won't talk about him. We but no, we I can't talk about I can't talk bad about him because I did watch the game on Tuesday night and I said out loud, if you scored the shootout goal, I will never call you overrated again. So I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but Kevin Shattenkirk. Oh boy, his line is really bad. I look at his goals against column. It is by far the most out of anyone on this list. You watch the game. You notice that Kevin Shattenkirk was getting lost on a couple of assignments there. He was getting beat. Not only to the puck, but he was getting beat skating backwards. How bad did Shatty look? He existed, that's for sure. Uh, it was it was not a stellar moment in his career, really, that entire game. His goal in the fake shootout or whatever, that was fine. Um, but, yeah, he just, man... Sorry, Ducks. <laughs> and they're still paying him the $3.9 million for the next two seasons. And to just get undressed like that, I believe it was, I want to say the Wagner goal. I think it was the Wagner goal where he just got undressed badly. And I thought to myself, this is going to be our defense, right? This is it right here. Because I look at that goal he was undressed. The other, the other one. Where he looked bad, and you're gonna scream the Brendan Lemieux goal. Oh yeah, I mean that goal was just a mess in general, though. But you know who should have been covering? Oh, <sighs> where do you put where do you put Shaddy on an eye? Like, is Robida Island a, a, an option? Like, can can Kevin Shattenkirk develop some sort of, you know? undisclosed injury that he can't play forever again like you could you could try to do that i don't know the poor guy needs help i mean a minus four yeesh and that doesn't and that doesn't even count the power play goals by the way that the king scored right because he's not good (laughs) yeah i mean i'm sorry to say this ducks fans but it's gonna be a long season on defense if he's playing 25 anyway so Okay, before we badmouth Shattenkirk anymore, we need to head to an intermission. So, hey, hockey fans, looking to save money on gas at stations such as Circle K, Shell, or 76, among others. And if you're a Dodger fan, you know about 76. Check out Get Upside, the incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon on gas every time they fill up. Of course, I drive a Prius, so I haven't exactly tried it yet. But you should definitely try out GetUpside and use promo code HOCKEY to get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore, anymore. Just download the GetUpside app for free and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Plus... 
the cash back gets added right back to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for several brands. So if you have a huge 20-gallon tank, that's up to $10 back just on that one fill-up. Again, download the free GetUpside app and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. Sounds fun, doesn't it? It sounds amazing. And we all know the gas costs way too much in California, right? Oh, way too much. We're about $4. That's a lot. But hey, I mean, I drive a Prius, like I said. I haven't tried any of that stuff. I fill up maybe once every couple weeks, if that. It's not much. Yay, discounts. (laughs) all right we are going to head into the intermission we're gonna talk about the kids stay locked in welcome back to locked on socal hockey Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez and Sarah Avampado from Locked On L.A. Kings. Hey. <sighs> Every time. Every time. You know, I'm going to expect at least more than one <laughs> word on after the second intermission. I hope you'll say more than one word on that break. <laughs> right? No, why would I? <laughs> I'm just saying hi. <laughs> okay. So, it doesn't need more words. Efficiency. Work smarter, not har- harder, or whatever. <laughs> I know, but it, but it's a special. Anyway, so let's talk about the kids, shall we? Yeah. Can I just get this out of the way? I guess. Let the kids play. Let them play. Especially the Kings kids. Well, I know one kid that cannot play, and we do have to talk about this because... This isn't exactly breaking news at this point, but this is pretty bad news for the Kings. And at a game that I happened to attend, and I was pretty ticked off when I saw this initially, but Quentin Byfield is going to be out indefinitely, so I'll let you talk about that for a hot minute. Uh, Yeah, so in the preseason game against the Coyotes uh, that the Kings played, uh, there was just a routine play. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't, you know, targeting Quentin Byfield. It wasn't you know, headhunting, it wasn't anything, um, but he he got kind of tangled up with a Coyotes player. He went into the boards. His leg went a direction that legs aren't supposed to go in, uh, and he immediately left the ice, couldn't put any weight on his leg, uh, which is already bad. Uh, and then uh, the next day, the Kings announced that he has a fractured left ankle, I believe mm-hmm. it is, yeah, uh, and that he is out indefinitely. Um, the, the general timeline on, on this is like in the six plus week range. Uh, I was just looking it up and Logan Couture had a similar injury, uh, a, a couple seasons ago and was out for about seven weeks. Yep. Um, obviously we don't know the specifics of, you know, who broke what, where, and, you know, was anything else injured, whatever. But I think for Kings fans, looking at that seven week range is where you should be putting your expectations, assuming everything goes well and he doesn't need surgery. And, you know, we don't know any of that yet, but it was a real bummer because he uh, was performing really well. Uh, He 
especially in that game. Uh, he looked like he was having his strongest game of the preseason. Uh, was just really noticeable every time he was on the ice. Uh, Todd McClellan already said, you know, if he hadn't been injured, that Quentin Byfield would have had a spot on the opening night roster. For That's the what hurts uh, right there. Yeah. I was yeah. looking so forward. I was looking forward to seeing Trevor Zegras versus Quentin Byfield. I was looking forward to this preseason game actually, because I wanted yeah. to see Zegras versus Byfield. I wanted to see them both yeah. in the faceoff circle, and I know that mm-hmm. they were looking forward to this. So when he got injured by Christian Fisher, and you said it wasn't a malicious hit, but Kings fans at the arena at Staples Center at the time they were pissed. They were going after his head, and I can't entirely blame them, but. Looking at the replay, yeah, it wasn't a malicious hit. But now you're looking at a timeline of six to eight weeks. Uh, can I have a take here on this? It sucks. That's the take. It sucks. I, I have a take on how long it'll actually take. I think it's going to oh, take more I'm... like 12 to 15 weeks. Why? Here's why. The Kings are going to be very careful with their prized prospect. These injuries are very tricky, and the way that his ankle went back, um, it's not exactly ligament strain, but he does need to strengthen those ligaments too, especially on a break. Like, the the kind of fracture that it looked like it happened, it looked like it may not have been an entirely clean fracture, which I think is why there's no timetable for his return yet. I think it's going to be more along the neighborhood of three months. And then when he's even cleared to play or cleared to practice, They are going to take it easy on him. The Kings have had these kind of injuries happen to players in the past. And we've we've seen players from other teams get rushed back like nothing. And it ends up not working out. Especially for their number two pick, their top prospect. You want to take as much time as possible. And here's the other reason why I say 12 weeks to return, dot, 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 to the Kings. I believe that he will spend a week or two in Ontario before going back up to the LA Kings. And he did play enough games with the rain last season where he could play in Ontario. So with that being said, I think it's going to be a long road back. But if he can if we can target him coming back around the holidays and maybe have him come back after the Christmas break that's when I suspect that he will come back to the LA Kings. So little, little bit of a hot take here. I think that Quentin Byfield is going to play in the teddy bear toss game for the Ontario reign. That's when I'm targeting him coming back to Ontario. So there you go. All right. I don't All know right. if you cool. agree so with your that. Your 12 weeks are a little bit of a red herring, but that's fair. Um, I do agree that like, I think that the best thing for him would be to do a faux conditioning stint, essentially, essentially with the rain like that absolutely makes sense. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just know that a, they haven't said anything B normal injury recovery time is in that kind of six to eight week range. Uh, the as much as people like to think that it's true, teams can't just make up reasons to say a guy is still hurt and keep him on injured reserve. So as soon as he's cleared to play, he's cleared to play. Um, because everyone always thinks that that's a thing that you can do and it isn't. Uh, you can't just say, oh, he's still hurt. And, you know, when he isn't. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree that he's probably going to go to the rain, that it, he, they're not going to just throw him right back into the NHL. Uh, and I've seen some people suggest that 
you know, would the team consider loaning him out to Hockey Canada for World Juniors because he would still be eligible for that? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, would they want to send him send him there, risk injury again, I guess. But, you know, he's already not going to have a full NHL season. And what better way to get someone back up to speed than by playing games that have no impact on your own organization? <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth on that one because I was thinking that as well. Uh, so... I do have a couple minutes left. I want to talk about this big log jam at center for the Ducks because as of right now, they have 17 forwards on their roster. They have a ton of centers. And I know you watched, I think you saw the Ducks telecast last night, right? Unfortunately. And they... (laughs) Look, look, Ducks fans, I'm just going to come on and say it. I prefer the radio guys a thousand percent over the tv guys not that i completely hate the tv guys but you know steve carroll and dan wood do a supremely better job at the ducks games than john anyway john allers my favorite part my favorite part about the 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 ducks commentators was when they complained about a boarding call because they said the ducks player didn't go into the king's player and the way that a boarding call is of pushing him in the numbers into the board. Uh-huh. Uh, and then as, as, as he was saying this about how he thought it was a bad call, the replay is showing the player specifically boarding the Kings player, like slow-mo body to the numbers face into the glass for the Kings player. I was like, okay, anyway, go ahead, continue. <laughs> so I'm sure you heard this mentioned a couple times that there's a lot of players that are trying to make the team on center and you might have one. I'm sure that was mentioned at least once or five times, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to list all the centers. Sam Carrick, Ryan Getzloff, Derek Grant, Bo Grew, Adam Henrique, Isaac Lundestrom, Mason McTavish, Sam Steele, Trevor Zegras. That's nine by my count. Correct. I think so. Yeah. So I gave my prediction. Um, which of the which four do you think actually makes the team? I'm tempted to just be totally crazy and say that like Ryan Getzloff doesn't, but obviously he does. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's Getzloff. I've already forgotten all the guys that you've named, but um, yeah, there's there's too many of them. There's too many of them. Um, I still don't believe that Trevor Zegers is a center, but okay, fine, whatever. You're going to keep rolling on that train. Cool, cool, have fun. Um, I have been, and I know you've talked a lot about him. The broadcast talked a lot about him and just watching him play that Bo, Bo Gruel has been really great. Like he should yeah. make this team. If he doesn't, I don't know what you're doing, but he, he has looked really good. Um, and, and I don't look forward to the Kings having to play him a lot because <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> he is really good. Well, he's only 21 years old. I think he will get his chance eventually. But I also know how Dallas Eakins is. And unfortunately, I don't know if he's going to make the team, but he should make the team. Mm -hmm. He's worked really hard. He looked good last night. He looked good the other night, too. He's looked good from the rookie camp a month ago to the open practice to the rookie face-off in Arizona. He's looked good. He's done all the work. He's He's done everything possible to make the team. And if he doesn't make it, it'll be a slap in the face. Watch yeah. them give it to... I mean, Sam Carrick is getting old, so he might not make it. It'll probably be Getzloff Henrik again. Derek Grant will probably make it. 
And that fourth spot might go to Zegris because, like you said, you know, Zegris steal? I, I don't know. I mean, could they still use a trade chip somewhere? I mean, yes, but would they? Oh. Like, Bob, what's-his-face isn't exactly known for um, <laughs> making smart or good or useful trades. Like... I love that you just said Bob what's his face. I'm going to use that for the rest of the show today. I legit blanked on his name, but I think Bob no. what's his face is is good anyway. No, that's okay because I think a lot of fans feel the same way. Um, we are way over time, so we're going to head into the second intermission. Uh, let's talk about Built Bar. I'll let you take the lead on this for a few seconds. Uh, cool. Cool. Uh, Built Bar is delicious. First off, that's the most important thing you need to know, because why have a snack if it's not delicious? Uh, They are protein bars that don't taste healthy. They taste like candy bars. Uh, They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're high in protein, high in fiber, uh, and they're just super delicious. Uh, They have a ton of flavors available. You can go to Built.com and check them all out. Uh, one of my favorite things about Built Bars is that, like, you really never know what you're going to get because I feel like every time you go to their website, uh, you see new flavors introduced or special limited edition things or whatever. So if you're not satisfied with the uh, Built Bar flavors you see today, come back tomorrow because there will be more of them. So you can go to Built.com and uh, check out the, uh, the the everything that they have. Yeah. And, and uh yeah, use promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your order at Built.com. Yep, once again, LOCKED15 is the promo code. All right, we are going to head to the second intermission, and we're just going to chat a little bit more. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to the 400th episode of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I'm joined by Sarah Avampado from Locked on Kings. Hey. I couldn't even get... You did it last time. I couldn't get more than one word. It's a special occasion. Well, well, last time you asked me a question. Oh. This time you didn't. Okay. (laughs) How's it going? Oh, you know. It's going well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag, the one place that has you covered, the one place we trust. Okay. We'll talk about NHL another time. Can we talk about the Dodgers really quick? Oh, my God. <laughs> there was actually a line up there, a plus 2,000 to bet on a walk-off home run winning the game. <laughs> a plus 2,000. So if you bet 10 bucks, you won 200 on a walk-off home run nice that's awesome so if you want to check out more of these zany prop bets and maybe make some bucks for yourself go to betonline.ag use promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus that's betonline.ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the locked on podcast network and please gamble responsibly but don't always bet on a walk-off <laughs> i mean that was just insane yeah, statistically, I feel like you won't win if you do that. Can Can I share how thrilled you were with that last night? Sure. So I got a text from Sarah last night that was very happy, very happy, that the Dodgers ended up winning that game. Yes, she's happy for the Dodgers, but that's not the main reason why she was happy. The main reason she was happy is because she loves watching the St. Louis, the St. Louis, Louis Cardinals suffering like that. 
That is a correct statement. They're the worst. <laughs> and speaking of Dodgers, I am going to share this. Um, like, yeah, like we've known each other for a while. So I am going to share this and I'm going to explain this on the air as is. So what is so special about these Dodger dogs? Yeah, what the heck? Why? Like, please explain. Okay, so the Dodger dogs have been around for ages, ever since the 60s. And they're just these extra long Dodger dogs that you, you did try one eventually, right? Or did you try no. one? No. No, you for, like you were, were very, uh, very adamant that we didn't need anything at the stadium. So I didn't Oh, that's try right, one. because it's super expensive. Right. So I was forbidden to have a Dodger dog. Well, no, I can't say forbidden. Folks, I... folks, he's putting words in my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just expensive at the ravine. But anyway, so for 60 years, they were Farmer John Dodger Dogs. They've since switched over to Cantella's Dodger Dogs, which I know some Dodger fans are saying they're not real Dodger Dogs. No, the special thing about them is that they are a tradition. We lose our crap over these dogs because they are a tradition and they go back generations that they are the optimal hot dog during a baseball game that's why we lose our minds over them so it's so not... they're just they're just hot dogs oh no 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 they're they're not just hot dogs there's so much more like, like but what's what makes it different from like any other ballpark hot dog so next time you're here in SoCal, I will buy some Dodger dogs <laughs> and I will grill them and you'll see how special they are. They're just something special about the Dodger dogs themselves. And also, we don't put all kinds of stupid crap on our hot dogs. Well, I think that's BS, too. So don't you don't have to come at me for that one. I think that people need to calm down about that. Yep. But nope. Dodger, I... Dodger fans are a simple bunch. All we need is some ketchup and the dogs getting like two inches off each side of the bun, we're good. But that All being right. said, I am going to buy a bunch for the NLDS. <laughs> okay. So, as I as I mentioned, uh, we're not going to talk about hockey, per se, on this last segment. I know we talked a lot the previous two segments. This is my 400th show today. And Sarah has been here for 390 of them. I'm only kidding. <laughs> for... <laughs> I'm laughing about it. I mean, you've been on more than any other guests. And I appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. Um, you've been on for approximately a hundred of these shows. And, you know, thank you for coming on. 400 shows, that's a lot. That's very many shows. That's a lot to talk about this terrible team. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. But I, I do want to thank everybody. But I do want to thank you especially because you've been on this show more than anyone else. You know, we've covered a lot of games together. We covered the All-Star game last year. That was a blast. It really was. Go Martin Furk. Oh, God, 109 miles an hour. <laughs> he murdered a puck. He clubulated it. <laughs> what? He what did it? Clubulated. That's not a word. I know it's not. I just made it up. Okay. <laughs> Here I go making up words again. We talked about uh, rain hockey in Tucson. We've we've just covered a lot of really cool stuff together. And I know that we're going to be covering some more games together because of where I work and because of the team you cover. So there's going to be even more crossover content because um, this is not a secret to anyone. I cover both AHL teams. Well, I'm, I'm by both. I mean both SoCal AHL teams. You know, goals rain. 
you know, it's just where I, it's where I butter my bread, so to speak. <laughs> so I, I just, while you're here, I want to thank you for, you know, helping me out with the podcast and for, you know, doing some of the work. Like, just thank you for that so much. Well, you're welcome. It's been a blast. And here's to 400 more. <laughs> I feel like we just, didn't we just celebrate like your 300? Like that, that, time flies. Yeah. And you know, we got a hundred episodes. 500 is a big, big, big one. That's going to be a big one. That's so many. Yeah. That's I, so many. I could count the number of locked on hosts on the hockey side that have done 500 shows and I can count them with one finger. Actually. Yeah. I think only one has done 500 so far, but that's because they never miss an episode and never go on vacation ever. (laughs) I will believe you. Yeah. So by the time I get to 500, there's probably going to be a small handful of us that have a done that many shows B stuck around for that long. So, Hey, if I can do 400 more, if I can get to 800, that'd be awesome. That's so many. That's so much Ducks hockey, but good luck. You know, you know, there have been other... I'm going to peel back the curtain here. There have been other hosts that have continually not berated me, but they said, how can you cover a team that bad? I mean, I can't. You know, pot calling a kettle black here. I couldn't say that, like, welcome to the unique fraternity, whatever, of... Those of us who haven't covered meaningful hockey yet since we've started doing our shows. Yes, but your team has hope. Alleged, well, my our hope just got its ankle broken. <laughs> no, there's there's still hope. There's hey, you still have the Artie party and you have the not so overrated Gabe Velarde. Yeah. So at least you have what do the ducks have? The ducks have a mess. You have Trevor Zegras. You can't tell me you don't have anything exciting. You have Trevor Zegras and Jamie Drysdale and what's his face? The kid you drafted this year that everyone was mad about, but actually is looking really good. Mason McTavish. keeps saying he might make the team, and he's really large. Um, You guys have hope. Don't don't get all. You absolutely have. You just lost hope. need a couple more bad years to get good draft picks. As long as as Kevin Shattenkirk is a minus four every game, there's not much hope. Well, that's your problem. (laughs) Uh, but mostly, I also want to thank the fans for listening for 400 episodes. Um, you guys have sent in emails. You've sent in tweets. Uh, you guys tweet back at me even when I screw up. <laughs> you know, hey, Andrew Cogliano was an important part of the Ducks for a long time. I know he's a shark now, but he was a big part of those division teams for what it's worth. He was. That That is a true statement. I could have put worse players on there. Hey, I put Tamu Solani on there. He was a shark as well. True, true. I mean, he feels came, weird. He came back to the Ducks, but he was a shark briefly. Feels weird. You know what was even weirder? That Paul Carrillo was a St. Louis Blue. No. I just, I just, just brought back that memory, didn't I? Horrible. All right, so. We're going to end the show right there. But again, uh, thank you to Sarah. And thank you to all the fans for your continued support. Hopefully you guys listen for 400 more episodes. That's going to be a new goal now. 800. Which means I'll have to cover this team for another two years. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's the goals. Yeah. 
400 more episodes of Gulls Talk instead. You know when there'll be a lot of Gulls Talk? February. I'll look oh, yeah. Yeah, I look forward to that. All right, so thank you all once again. Um, Sarah, where can the fine folks find your work online? Uh, I am on Twitter at right said Sarah. Uh, Locked on Kings is at Locked on LA Kings. Feel free to yell at me or whatever. Uh, don't yell too much. I'm delicate. Um, and you can find me there and say hi. And you could find me on Twitter at StimpyJD or the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Uh, that pretty much covers it, right? I think so. All right. Uh, let, let's head to the weekend. It's going to be a fun one. Hey, our teams play each other this weekend, by the way. Ugh, gross. Uh, don't forget, fans, uh, Ducks versus Kings on Saturday at Staples Center, if you're not going to watch the Dodgers game. And don't forget, I do have to remind the fans of this, and you should tell your your fans too, Rain versus Goals at the Pond on Monday. The tickets are free. Parking is free. Check it out. Go see some kids. Go see some kids. All right. Um, thank, thank, thanks again, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Of course. Glad to be here. For On behalf of Sarah and myself, for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Uh, please be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And what should Ducks always do, Sarah? Eat responsibly. <laughs> Ducks fly together. That just for that, you're quacking with me. Quack, 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 quack. Have a good weekend, everyone. Communication.